You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, it's Russ from My Hammers 11. I hope you're all safe and well. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing and hitting the bell icon so you know notified any time we put new content on. We've got loads of great guests, videos going out daily, including today's guest. Now, it's a person you probably won't recognize his face, um, but hopefully you'll recognize his work, um, particularly walking down Barking Road opposite uh, on the side where, where Erkin's Fish Bar was, the big... Uh, Billy Bonds and Trevor Brook in mural that was done by this man. He is, uh, as I've just found out, the official <laughs> urban artist of West Ham United. It's Nasha. How are you doing, Nasha, mate? How's it going, mate? You all right? Yeah, really well, thank you. Um, how, how's things at the moment? Obviously, in in this weird lockdown time, you, you know, it, it, you're still getting lots of commissions and. Uh, at the uh, back in early March, every commission disappeared. Really, uh, because no one wants me in the house. Uh, fair play, um, but now people have kind of worked their way around the rules, and I'm doing people's gardens, and I'm doing lots of shutters. And yeah. if I'm doing a bedroom, they give it 72 hours. No one's in there, then I go into the house. It, we're just working our way around the rules yeah. now. So uh, money's coming back in again. Finally, yeah, good. <laughs> exactly, it is what it is. Unfortunately, in at the moment. Anyway, let's not worry about that now. Let's talk about happier nah, times. When, about it, when we had live football and stuff like that. Do you remember that when when they actually had football? I don't remember that time. It seems so oh, old. I remember them days. Yeah. <laughs> the doing... Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the glory <laughs> days. <laughs> so, what <laughs> we so what we're doing is we're obviously interviewing fans from all over the world talking about their cool. West Ham memories, but also the players that might have meant something to them or the players they hated or whatever. And just, just again, to record these things of prosperity, really. There's lots of stories, lots of individual stories that people are coming up with and anecdotes and memories, which no one would have heard of. Or maybe, you know, your, your friends have heard of, but not like the wider, the wider West Ham community. So it's really nice, sort of this cathartic sort of celebration of memories while we wait for whatever happens with the Premier League to come on. It's changing every day. So in terms of you, Nasha, obviously a big West Ham fan. I can see by the two beautiful mirrors at the back behind you. Uh, (laughs) Exactly. Good product placement as well. Um, (laughs) In terms of, in terms of your West Ham sort of fan career, so to speak, 
What was your earliest West Ham memory? Ooh. See, when I was a kid, the first thing I was told that was, I'm a West Ham fan. There's no choice. I'm a West Ham fan. So uh, before I even knew what football was, that was it. It was in my blood already. I had a West Ham cock cover and stuff like that. So oh, God. it was kind of drummed into me a little bit. That's my earliest memory. It just yeah. been drummed into me. Yeah, but exactly. Back, in, back then, we had a great team. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I was loving it. Yeah, brilliant. Um, Brooklyn, yeah, he was killing it then. So uh, Brooklyn was my earliest memory. And I remember he had one of the best flair players there were out there at the time. Yeah. And, and he had Bonzi behind him, backing him up. So together, they were the, the perfect partnership. Yeah, exactly. As you said, it was like it was all rosy, wasn't it? The sign you started. Oh, oh it's easy. Oh, FA Cup final. Yeah, 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 yeah. What? Yeah, easy. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking really to someone. I was talking to someone the, the, later this uh, later on. Um, it would be a video coming up soon. And and he said in his like twelve when he first supported West Ham for the first twelve years, they'd won the European Cup, they'd won the FA Cup a couple of times. You know, there was the eighty six. He was like, "This is brilliant." And then since then, it's like this. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh hey, well." Whoa, whoa, whoa. We all forget about the uh, Intertoto Cup, don't we? Do you know the what? No days. one's no one the glory days, the glory days, European <laughs> glory. No one's mentioned yeah. that. Although I've been watching the um, Robert Banks has been putting up on YouTube the end of season review videos. And right. uh, I forgot about the much maligned uh, Anglo-Italian Cup as well. Do you remember that one? Oh, we <laughs> play all like, it was like our sec, we was in the second division against their second division team. It was like, right. oh my God, it was so, it wasn't very good. Anyway, um, so obviously you drummed into it from an early age. I think that's a lot of people with the same really, you know, yeah. you're a West Ham fan. My, my daughter, she was a, uh, three days old and she was in the playoff trophy, um, literally in the playoff trophy. So she was like, wow. was it? she was scarred uh, for life, bless her. But what about your, what about your, your sort of fondest memories? You know, obviously, you know, from sort of the eighties onwards, it's, it's three or four decades, you know, in terms of West Ham, any sort of key things that sort of stick out for you might not be games much, you know, meeting players or whatever. <clears> like, really. I don't know the specific date at the time, but um, yeah. I went to see, um, West Ham versus uh, Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough had um, Jorginho and Ravinelli up front. And uh, I was like, oh my God, this guy's mustard. We know that. But I watched Jorginho bounce off Julian Dix. And it was just, he got bullied. And I was like, oh, it was so embarrassing. Like, it was like a little kid just bouncing, running up to him, bouncing off him. It was like, he did not go past Julian Dix. Um, unlike uh, Zola did a couple of times. But like, yeah, he just literally killed the game off. And, I believe he won that 2-0, I think. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, Revenelli had a quiet game. So um, I remember that. And I remember being Julian Dix was then my next hero, yeah. uh, as it was then. And and I think he was... Was he the top goal scorer that season? Did he get yeah. 11 goals? Something that. like that. There's a couple of seasons where he was banging in you know, 10 goals a season from a left-back. Yeah. It wasn't bad. Well, yeah, not too shabby, <laughs> What can we do for someone like that at the moment, you know, and, and just obviously the passion <laughs> he brings as well. But yeah, no, I know it's um, yeah, that was a weird time, wasn't it? Because like that was that was sort of like Ravinelli, Janino, they were like the the first sort of influx yeah. of modern it, yeah. foreign players, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, and they had yeah. Emerson and they, as well, didn't they? The the Brazilian Emerson, guy, yeah, right, defensive midfielder. Mm. But Jorginho just couldn't work out Julian Dixon get round him, and he just gave up in the end. 
Bless well, him. He was going to quiet. I swear he was going to quiet at one point. Well, they obviously the defenders uh, on the streets of Sao Paulo weren't uh, weren't nah. weren't up so much and weren't mustered like Julian was. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, what's great is like things like that because obviously that's little stories, little memories, which meant something to you and stick in your mind rather than, you know, I don't know the, the FA Cup final or something like that. They're actually, and I think that's yeah. really, I think that's really interesting. And yeah, I, I forgot about Ravinelli and Janino and Emerson. I know, they, were, they were mustard, but like, I was a little bit too young for the FA Cup final. So I was about seven. Yeah. They didn't quite sink in with me, but. Yeah, I live on them glory days anyway because I've still got the program that my dad went. He he got it for me and stuff. But um, so I didn't really see much success in my days, really. Yeah. But um, one one game that really stuck out for me was is on my birthday, and we were playing Crystal Palace at home, and we were two 0 down, and um, we were terrible. And uh, for some reason, Crystal Palace were all over us. No, and then we brought it back to two. I remember that. And Frank Lampard Junior when he played for us still. He equalised, and as soon as he equalised, all the floodlights were turned off. Oh, Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they all, and everyone got out their fifty p coins, didn't they? Like it. it was like, yeah. yeah there yeah. was a few games that season where that happened, yeah. wasn't it? And it was like mm. that was a uh, Wimbledon as well, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah so it was the so it was a um, gambling. Was it some betting uh, syndicate or something like yeah, that? Yeah, that's, that's what people were saying. Yeah, because they'd called it on three on two or something like that. Yeah, there was a few weird games. I remember that season. Also, I remember. I think we played Newcastle that season as well. And before kickoff, right. there was like a literally like a typhoon in the middle of the pit. Like literally. Oh my god! It was like a a, a weird. That was a mad. Yeah, yeah. Was that the same season? season? I think so. Well, it was. De- it was. De- I was sitting in the same seat, so it could have been over right, a space right. about three or four seasons. I was centenary upper with my with, with my granddad and my brother. So yeah, they yeah, you're right. That was it was a weird time. They were those those, and also it's your birthday, so you always remember those games. We always play Tottenham on my birthday, it seems, and, no, and we usually, no, we usually we never win. Did. So we usually win. Right, that's good. But it's not too bad. But anyway, I remember, yeah, I remember on. the replay. We won like three 0 I think. Yeah. Uh, Steve Lomas got the third, I think. I remember that. Steve Lomas. He was a good player. He was, yeah, he wore his heart and his sleeve. I liked him as a good, passionate player. Yeah, and I, I'm watching... Him and um, and Tim Breaker are people that I've got his newfound respect for as players because right, as, yeah. as, as like a youngster, you know, you're sort of warm to the... The Canio and the Joe and the Flair players, but actually, it's the low masses and Tim Breakers and things like that. You watch again, you go, He was good. Tim Breaker was a solid right back, and he got four and scored a few goals as well. So, yeah, it wasn't too bad, was he? He was all right, right? Anyway, so speaking of players, so it's nicely, nice segue. Um, as I said, yeah. we're, we're doing this sort of Hammers 11. So, the idea being is we, we find out about the 11 players that sort of meant something to you, whether it's positive or negative as coming up in other videos. Um, right. But the idea I'll being make... is we try and keep it to a four four two. The only rule is you have to have been alive to see them play. Because if not, it would have cool. been, everyone would have said the same bloody players, wouldn't they? I know. But, you know, exactly. so we can't put in Bobby Moore, but we could put in Javier Margas or I don't know, Gary Breen or Roger Johnson or something, you know, something like that. And so it means that yeah. we're getting quite a nice, I think we've had it over... A hundred different players have appeared in okay, the, in the hundred. Yeah, so obviously the main one, and I'm sure you probably have a few, but that's that's great. But there's a few which creep in, and yeah, anyway. So mm. so that's what we're doing. Um, so for you, Nasha, um, for your Nasha eleven, 
Um, who would be in goal? Uh, for me personally, I always like Ludo McCluskey. Uh, Ludo was the man for me. Ludo. Ludo. Just, he seemed like a nice fellow. I met him a couple of times. Uh, he stopped and gave autographs where other players kind of hustle past. You know, he, he seemed that sort of player. Mm. Yeah, um, mountain and goal, and you know, I couldn't really fault him that many times. To be fair, I, I thought he was a, a solid goalkeeper. He was, and he was like, I think he came because he was obviously one of our in the modern day. He was like, you know, no one heard of him really, wouldn't he? He yeah. just came in, yeah. this guy, and I think he got nervous. But yeah, he became a fan's favorite. Lovely guy. Um, you know, as yeah. you said, he's he's always got time for people, and that's what's coming up. Mm. There's lots of stories that are coming up, like like your one where you just you know you always stop for an autograph, or you know, we've had right, the yeah. Scandinavian hammers come on. Uh, one one of the guys from there, and he like drove, Ludo drove back from a a players' evening to spend some time with them. He's like there around for like three hours. Chat. You know, it's, it's, it's lovely. It's lovely. Uh, you, don't, you, don't, you don't get it anymore now. I don't think not to that extent. Uh, but you know, for that particular era, there was loads of players like that who would do that. It seemed. Mm. Um, but anyway, yeah. put Ludo between the sticks. Ludo McCloskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came from near Moscow. Right, lovely stuff. Although <laughs> technically, you know, Czech Republic's close. Yeah, it's close to London, <laughs> Moscow. Uh, we were never good at geography, were we? His fans, you know, if it rhymes, that's all everyone gives a shit about. Right, okay. So Ludo in goal. Who should we have? Uh, yep. Who should we have left back? I could probably guess you left back. But who's going to be left? Yeah, Julian Dix, hundred percent, the Terminator. Yeah, hundred percent. See, yeah. I was, I was so gutted about the. He left Twitter, didn't he? Because he got he got trolled mm. by West Ham fans because there was a whole doing the whole eleven, and everyone put Julian Dix as number eleven. And I think it was that time everyone was pipping for Creswell because he was doing really well then. But, um, yeah, he got trolled for quite a while and he left Twitter. I don't think he's ever come back. No, I wouldn't think so. Well, yeah, it's the thing. I think once once someone gets burnt once, you know, that's it. But obviously his daughter's still on Twitter and stuff. Yeah, but, she's yeah. really active, isn't she? Yeah, she is. And I think he's, yeah, he was a lo- you know, he's a lovely guy. He's very quietly spoken. And mm. But when he crossed that Different line. person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and so much passion. And, you know, there's not many people who are left backs who can instill that passion and that rapport of the fans Absolutely. yeah he was, yeah. He was mental he, he was a fantastic player you know obviously one that the, the best left backs now play for england you know yes having, you know i I've, I've, I've said it before you know obviously in 96 he wasn't picked because you know he had a skinhead or whatever they said um mm. who would have he would have taken a penalty in the in the semi-finals, oh, smashed it, hundred percent. Just just saying, just saying, Venables, he would have, he would have, he would have... <laughs> bring them all back. We'll have another go. Um, but yeah, so Julian, good shout, left back. Uh, who's going to go right back then, Nasha? Mm, probably not. Not everyone's number one choice, but I really like Glenn Johnson. I thought he was he was yeah. mustered down the right. Um, yeah. He obviously went on to different teams, but hey, when he was there, he was full of enthusiasm. He was uh, energy. On the right, which I really liked, um, uh, I probably would have. I've never seen Frank Senior, Frank Lampard Senior play, so I couldn't no, really no. put him in. But, so I see Glenn Johnson, and uh, yeah, I thought he was good at the time. Yeah, good chap. Yeah, good chap. And as you said, he went on to have a great career. But I, mm. I remember when he when he when he started for us, he he. he you know, it's quite it's quite sad at that time when you had the play, new good players start. You think mm, it's not going to be here for long. 
because <laughs> no. you know it's like yeah, we've had we've had a bit of a bit of form and uh you know as soon as he started playing well we, i think yeah he played like 20 games or something like that and um in those 20 games obviously he's established himself as a as a, as a fan favorite and a sort of athletic right back which we hadn't had for mm. good a shout. long time yeah good shout. Yeah. okay glenn johnson goes right back uh first center back then nasha I am going to go for Mr. Passion, and that is the Ginger Pele Collins. Um, I think he's a top bloke, yeah. and he always wore his heart on his sleeve, and I was disappointed how he left. Like, he didn't want to leave when he just sort of left. And it was a bit... Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't like the way that went about, really. It was a bit of like a whimper, wasn't it? It went out of a whimper. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he would have... Like I say, um, he, always, he was really passionate, solid. Uh, he got the odd goal here and there, didn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. Always gave hundred ten percent. You yeah. can't, you can't ever fault anyone giving like hundred ten percent, can you? No, and I and I call him a um, adopted Cockney because, like, you know, he right. just he just got it, got it. You know, what I mean, still lives around the area. You know, mm-hmm. he came from Cardiff. You know, youngish lad when he came, um, and he get he got the fans. And I think the second his second spell, even more so than the first spell. The first spell was was good. I think that yeah. second spell really established himself. And obviously, absolutely, the lat- latter end when he was really, you know, he was, you know, he's lugging his guts up literally, you know, trying to, mm-hmm. you know, he's really trying. But no, good shout, yeah. Ginger's in. So, uh, and who's Ginger going to partner in the middle? He's one of the best players I've ever seen. Uh, personally, was Rio Ferdinand, mm. um, one of the most gifted players I've ever seen. Quite for the youth academy, yeah. ridiculously good. Uh, he obviously went off. Like they all do, but um, yeah, brilliant, the gifted player. Yeah, yeah, and 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 stylish, and he oh. he's a typical. You know, everyone getting talks about and you know talks about the West Ham way. He was the West Ham way. Do you know what I mean? Mm. He was a defender who could easily have played in any position. Any He'd probably do a good job in goal. To be honest, he's big enough, yeah. and and still be the arguably the best player in that in that team. You know, he was awesome. Yeah. He used to take it forward from the back, didn't he? He used to take on pretty much as many players as possible. Yeah. Well, I think more so when he was at West Ham, when he went to Leeds and particularly Man United, it was always yeah. that Ferguson wanted him as a defender, not as a ball player. Mm. I think if he became, if he, you know, obviously hindsight's a great thing, but if, uh-huh. he, if he maintained that ball playing sort of mentality, he would be in the same breath as yeah. people like Barese and people yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he was yeah. that good. He was that good. Yeah. Obviously, we saw it all at an early age, how good he was. Mm. That's it. Nice, 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 nice. That's a good, strong goalkeeper and back four. Right, let's go for left wing. Then, Nash, who have you got left wing? Oh, uh, I'm scared to say it, right? <sighs> Pyatt. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know he snaked at the end, but... Um, he carried that team. He must have been oh, a hunchback because yeah. he carried that team for quite a few seasons. Um, I've never seen anything like De Canio. No. Um, everywhere, wasn't he? He was like, if he could play in goal as well, he played in goal. So he's taking the free kicks, taking the corners, taking the pedal. It's just everywhere, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, he's a special so, player. He was a special player. And, you know, yeah. and, and you do have the Mercurial, and, you know, and, and as with Mercurial players like him, you get the baggage yeah. with it. You just do. And he, he, I mean, he left, he left Marseille to come to us the same way he left us to go back to Marseille. 
and Marseille yeah, welcomed him back. So, you know, it's like they knew how much of a good player he was. So when he came back, he went, yeah, straight away. But yeah, um, yeah, he's he's the best player I've ever seen play for West Ham, technically the best player. You know, because... Yeah, one of the best free kick takers, easily. Without oh, shadow of a doubt. Oh, but he just like... And there was nothing of him. A little stumpy bloke, weren't he, really? Exactly. He wasn't particularly quick. It was, you know... No. But he just could be, you know, I, I think it was... I think it was he was playing Everton or Liverpool... And he'd been off, been injured for a couple of games, and he was on the bench. And we were playing Liverpool. I think it might be Liverpool, it could have been Everton. And literally, the crowd were just chanting, singing the song until he got on. And he came on, and he did one of his little, little turny, like slidey things he did. And everyone was like, "Yeah, <laughs> you know that didn't happen a lot of West Ham in that." But yeah, no, big no, fan. no, big fan. Big fan of Pyatt. Okay, yeah. As you said, yeah, what happened afterwards happened afterwards. But, you know, if that season off, every two seasons he was here, he brought a lot of joy, you know, as a as a West Ham mm. fan. You know, there's not many Ballon d'Or nominees play for West Ham. And he was, no, you know, 13th, really. 13th best player or something like that in the, in the world that year. So, um, World Cup. That did bring on to do the World Cup, didn't he, when he had that special season with us. He yeah. did the World Cup and he became like a high-profile player, just like that. It was, and it was like, and, and again, that doesn't happen very often where you've got an international tournament and arguably one of the best players of the tournament yeah. plays for your club. Yeah, yeah. That never right. happens with us. They were so, so, TV hype, weren't they? Jesus. Exactly. So, maybe one day. So, uh, okay, we've got Pyatt on one wing. Who's going to go on the other wing? Boya. Ah, uh, these, like I say, these are my personal favourite players. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's uh, Joe Cole. Uh, um... When he used to do his little showboat and his tricks and... Because uh, he was kind of like... Di Canio had him under his wing and he was like trying to encourage his skill and, and influence. And England won't go for a very good patch. No. And every time Di Canio was interviewed, he goes, but there is something really good coming from England and that is Joe Cole. And mm-hmm. I don't know if we ever see the best of him at England, but I think we stuck him on, on the left all the time. Yeah, That's probably is, why. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah. Some of the, the showboat he was doing was ridiculous. I loved yeah. it. Um, uh, top bloke, I think, from what yeah. I've heard, and uh, yeah, seems to do a lot of work for charity and stuff as well. So, yeah, yeah, NHS hopefully. Stuff. But I mean, with Joe as well. I mean, Joe is the same as Rio. You know, it's like you know, and someone was, we were talking about the other day. Um, you know, no one plays has no one plays free role anymore now. Do you know what I mean? No. Where Joe Cole is the free role. You know, if you put him, you just I mean, you would just let him be Joe Cole, and yeah. you'd have got a lot more out of him. Um, and I think when he went to Chelsea and England, obviously, they stuck him on, on a wing, made him sort of a winger. And yeah, you get glimpses, but I don't think you've got that 16-year-old raw talent, you know, the, the FA Youth Cup final where he was like doing all the twirls. And oh. that's what that's what football is about, entertainment. Isn't it? it's, it's a sport, but you want to be entertained. And he would entertain you, and Payet as well. Them together yeah. in a team, cool, fucking hell. Have, have that. <laughs> anyway, who's who's going to go in the middle? Who's, who's going to be your centre mids, your first one then? Right, more defensive. I'm going to go for Bonzi. Uh, <laughs> You're going to have to, yeah. Bonzi. Yeah. I have to. So, yeah, Bonzi, 100%, yeah. without shadow of a doubt. Um, and he he didn't actually send a message to me uh, personally, but he sent, he gave a quote from the mural. He was, it was a little bit, um, it was a bit too much for him. He was, a, I don't know, he just sort of, so I'm kind of almost embarrassed of it, really. Yeah, it's not that I over the work. It's just like, he's done a mural of me. What? He didn't quite understand. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, really humble guy. Yeah, uh, famously, he hasn't got, I don't think he's, uh, well, he famously didn't have a tele- mobile phone, so he probably he still no. doesn't have a mobile phone. Um, 
but yeah, no, he, he's so humble and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, when we named the, the stand after him, he I've was like, that, yeah. he's, he was like, well, A, he was in floods of tears, which no, nobody's ever seen before. And there was a wow. few West Ham fans with things in their eye that day, but, um, but no, yeah, amazing player and, and, and such a humble man. You know, to to sort of say that about about the mural, you know, it's sort of yeah, it just it just shows. I know, I was well chuffed. Yeah, got it somewhere. I kind of got half, got hacked last year. I lost so much stuff, but oh. I've got a bet. I think it's on the website somewhere. I can trawl yeah. it out, but yeah, the wicked quickly quote. I was like, yeah, oh, that. that's so cool. And who's who's going to partner Bonzi in the middle then? Uh, 100% Brooking. I've got too many um, attacking midfielders here. Oh, oh, it doesn't right. matter. Bond, Bond's going to have to do a lot of work then, at least. So, yeah, look, we get Brooking in. Brooking. Yeah, Brooking. Trevor. Brooking. Mr. Yeah, I, I, I love Trevor Brooking. I thought, in, in, when I was a kid, that was it. He was the, he was the bee's knees. He was. That's yeah. the player I wanted to be. But yeah. I never was. But, you know, I, mean, I could try <laughs> to be. <laughs> exactly. And, and the only headed goal he ever scored, or was it header, was it off his face? doesn't matter. It was, know, it was it's the FA Cup final, wasn't it? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he was so cool. But it's like, you know, he was so ahead of his time as a player. Um, I, mean, I, I mean, I wasn't around to see him. So it's like, for me, it's like, I'm sort of living all these memories through listening to people like yourself and others just talking about him. Um, and, right. and yeah, I mean, you know, absolute, you know, bogs of pitches he had to play on. Could you imagine him now in his prime playing like on the, you know the bowling greens that are Premier League wow. team? It'd have been amazing. That'd have been amazing. But yeah, so Bonds and Brooking are like like I was like really young. I was sort of like under ten or something watching them still playing then. But like yeah, so they were the earliest memories I've got of West Ham of, of yeah. football players. Um, yeah, not, good. I'd like to see. Not a bad couple to have it, you know, couple of <laughs> couple of places to have as your earliest memories. Um, not <laughs> I think mine was Peter Butler uh, and uh, and uh, and Peter Butler and Mark Robson or something like that. So it's, I think you've got wow. you, you've beaten me on top trumps, that's for sure. We've been doing that. <laughs> so all right, we've got Bonzi and Brooklyn in the in the middles up front. Who's going to grab the goals for the National Eleven? Who's your first striker? Right. Well, I'm going to get a, a creative striker. Uh, now these two are always under nod who should uh, partner the other guy but yeah. I've gone for Di Canio yeah. ahead of McAvenny. Um I thought McAvenny back at the time was was brilliant uh, and I've watched him play millions of times but like Di Canio because um, I've never seen anything like, quite like it I say no. since yeah he was just a it would, one minute he'd be like sulking the next minute he's running up and down then he scored the best goal in the world Next thing you know, he's just sulking again. I'm like, it's a, you've not had any characters like that no. at West Ham for a while, really. No. Football yeah. in general. I think football in general. I think, you know, that, that sort of 90s period was, was the last, I'd say, period of, of footballers who were, who were fun. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. you had, I think it, it, it's so professional now. And obviously in the social media era where anything gets picked up. But, you know, you don't hear, you know, training ground stories uh, like with John Moncur, you know, with, you know, cut everyone's, you know, trousers up and, and stuff. You know, you don't yeah. get those stories anymore now. And nah. and I think Di Canio, as you said, he was, you know, I, I made someone, someone was talking to someone who's not a West Ham fan of mine. I do have some. Um, they, um, they, they asked about Di Canio. So I just sent them a massive, like, extended highlights of the Bradford City game. And I was like, just watch that. That's everything. That is, That's exactly. Everything. 
exactly. It's it's him throwing his toys out. He wants to get fouled. He's scoring. He's taking the ball off Frank Lair in a fight. You know, that was power. Right. And again, he was box office, weren't he? Absolutely. And then like same as Payet. You know, he yeah. To some extent, you know, different obviously different eras, but the excitement they brought to you when you came mm-hmm. on. You you could easily have paid your season ticket just to go and see Dicanio because you don't know what he was going to do. Exactly. Well, I've actually met him once. Um, so when I start, first started doing this for a living 10 years ago, yeah. uh, my first job was to do Swindon Town Football Club. Oh, and that course, is yeah, he's manager. Yeah, he's manager. So I got free tickets and we got to do the executive dinner after. And yeah, I caught him in a corridor and I said, I'm a massive West Ham fan. He shook my hand. I swear he should have played in goal. He had JC boots, <laughs> for hands. I meant, he was like, uh, do you have Kenny Everett Ravelly hands yeah, yeah, yeah. hands he's like, yeah but then he goes oh, I'll follow you in and he followed me in and he gave a speech to um, all these Swindon supporters saying I'm just a man I'm just a man or something like that, that you don't need to follow me around and, you know you've seen me come to shake my hand it's like I'm just a normal person oh. uh, yeah he was a legend mad as a bag of spanners but a legend exactly eh? you wouldn't want him in charge of your football club but you want him playing for your football club do you know what I mean it's like just because yeah, of what yeah. he brings but and he still he still has such an affection for the fans as well mm. which is yeah. really and again another you know adopted cockney you know you know he just yeah. got the fans they just you know he, he, he just had this affiliation with them so quickly right who's go on, right, go 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 on you can say so I was going to say uh, I was recently on um the Italian Sky Sports with that mural, Brooklyn mural. Oh, and yeah. it's Canio. I don't know what he was saying, but it was Canio <laughs> doing the commentary and stuff on it. He looked good, but he, he, someone said, like, really, some of it was subtitled. He said, The reason why I stayed at West Ham, didn't go to Man United because this was family. This is my family. It was like coming home every day. So, yeah. You and go. you get that feeling of him, you know. And yeah, as I said before, he's doing his little lockdown video. He did that one where he's singing bubbles, doing keepy uppies. And he had like a 1950s West Ham, not like a match-worn shirt, one of these, but 1950s West Ham top on. Uh, and yeah. obviously, it's stuff like that it just makes a big difference with fans. That's Particularly now, there's no football. People will interrogate yeah. all that stuff so much more. We, literally, right. Okay. Exactly. Who's he going to get partner with? Right. A goal machine. Mr. Cotty. Tony yeah. Cotty. I'd put him... He could just go hang for forever and... Uh, you get the cameo, get all the other guys speeding him. He'd score millions of goals. Oh. Um, we haven't had many out and out goal scorers. Um, I think John Hartson may have come close to it once. He was nearly doing 20 a season. Uh, we hadn't had sort of a, an out and out goal scorer that I can think of. Really, we people like we get something like 10, 15, but not like in the 20s. But, no, um, not consistently, no. No, and that was probably the highest we ever finished, wasn't it? Uh, McAvenny, Cotty. Uh, the duo, and that's probably the, the heyday, really. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I would have you up front all day long. Um, if Defoe wasn't such a twat, he'd have probably been the same. But you know, man, he went, he went up and done his thing, didn't he? Yeah, he did his thing. So, he did, yeah, he did. His, you're right, and I think even with Hartson, I mean, I mean, you know, Cotty was a natural. I mean, he was he was your archetypal fox in the box wasn't it really That's it, yeah. everything was yeah. scored within the six six to twelve yard line you know but he was back he said consistently doing like you know 20 goal, you know he scored over 100 goals for west ham again yeah. that's not something which a lot of people have done or you know yeah. and so yeah he was tc was like he was a fantastic player and again someone i don't think you know i mean these yeah you know, it's something which 
a lot of people are talking about, you know, just the effect he had on a, you know, obviously a big West Ham fan as well. And that makes a big difference. Mm. Yeah, he still is, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, still a massive fan, and that and that sort of sums up a nice team. I think there's a nice bit of balance here. Now, you know, you as I said, <laughs> this would be probably first on match of the day. That's for sure. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a home yeah, game because no. obviously a home game, Paolo will be playing. Obviously, he doesn't play anything yeah. for Watford, so you know, five. You probably win five nil some games, but you'll probably lose five nil other games. But you'll entertain. You yeah, still, well, I was always happy that. Yeah, and I think so I was everyone always is. Happy with a team. Sorry, go on, you go for it, man. Sorry, sorry. I was always happy with a team that showed they wanted to try and win, and win or lose, they gave it all their all. Yeah, that's all we wanted. That's all you want, and I think that's all you want as a West Ham fan is to, is yeah. to go out and have a go, isn't it? You know, not necessarily yeah. play defensive against teams you think you're going to get paced in. If you're going to get mm. pasting against them, why don't you have a go at them? And it's like a free hit, like a bonus point, isn't it? So yeah, you get something out of them. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Nash, it's been great, man. Really appreciate your time. Oh, cool. Thank you. It's been really, really fun. Uh, and, oh, and obviously, nice thank you to everyone for, for watching. Uh, listen, subscribe. Obviously, Nash is on Instagram and stuff like that. I'll put those links in the description. Uh, and until next time, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.